0: Hello, I'm Hilary Walker, and I'm Associate Pastor of Oxford Bible Church. Today I wanted to share with you about inner purity is outer power. We all want to see the power of God demonstrated in our lives, but in order for this to happen, our hearts have to be pure before the Lord. We have to be perfect, but our hearts have to be perfect towards the Lord. Um, as we look into 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, The Bible tells us, for the eyes of the Lord, that's the Holy Spirit, run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal towards him. God wants to demonstrate his power. We want to see his power demonstrated. And we are spirit and God is spirit and God um, communicates with us spirit to spirit. And that's why our heart has to be right before him. So I would be, um, as it were, impertinent enough to ask you, what is going on inside you? Are you an inner Christian or an outer Christian? And I was very challenged when I thought of this question concerning myself. Am I an inner Christian or an outer Christian? And so many Christians are not aware of the inner life within us. But you see, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is within you it's not perceived on the outside and Jesus wants to rule in entirety over his kingdom within us but inside each one of us it's a very busy place when I woke up this morning um, because I was concerned about you know coming and and um, making the program and I was thinking of all the bits and the pieces that needed to be right and my mind was a very very busy place And then I remembered, no, I put Jesus first. To worship him is far more important and then everything else will fall into place. But we have the wonderful Holy Spirit on the inside of us and he communicates with us as it were like traffic lights. The red light means stop and that's when we lose the peace of the Lord and we feel anxious and and kind of worried and, and sometimes we go ahead anyway And I've done that much to my regret. And then there's the amber light, which is wait. Just wait, not at, time isn't right, just wait until you see the green light. And then the green light, it's go, 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 go. Um, This is what God wants for you, and now is the right time. Because timing, God's timing is very important. And we need to learn to recognize the promptings of the Holy Spirit. He's very gentle and he speaks to us in a gentle manner. Um, When we were at Bible school Brother Hagen shared this story with us that he'd been invited to two churches. One was a big church and one was a small church and so he decided he would accept the big church and he would um, turn down the small church. They were both, the dates coincided And so he wrote the letter to the big church, but he felt bad about it and he kept screwing it up and throwing it away and starting again. But every time he thought of um, writing to the, uh, the smaller church, he felt peaceful. Well, anyway, he had a vision of the Lord and the Lord said, every time you felt scratchy, that was the Holy Spirit saying to you, no, this is not the invitation I want you to accept. And every time you felt at ease and at peace about accepting the little church, then that was my Holy Spirit saying, yes, this is the one, go for it. He actually accepted um, the uh, smaller church and they gave him a massive offering above and beyond anything that he could ever um, hope for. And so he learned to go by the promptings of the Holy Spirit and that's what God wants us to do. The Word of God tells us that we're no longer subject to the law, but we are led by the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And if you look up in the, word, in the dictionary, prompt means to remind. It's nothing, absolutely nothing to do with force. And I want to tell you a funny story because um, my mama wanted me to get married so much, and she thought I'd meet somebody really nice if I joined the Amateur Dramatic Society. Anyway, I was terrible at acting, and they decided that the only safe place to put me was actually as a prompter. So I had the script in front of me, and this lady was acting beautifully, and there was, there was a pause, you see, so I jumped in with the words, and she yelled at me, this was a, a rehearsal, I'm acting, you fool, wait! And so um, the next time she paused, <laughs> I thought, well, I guess she's acting. And she then shouted at me, give me the words, you idiot. Um, But the Holy Spirit is always on time. He will prompt us um, just at the right time. But we do need to be listening because one thing I did learn about prompting was, you don't shout, you speak the words clearly so the actor can hear, but the audience cannot. And the Holy Spirit, when he prompts us, It's a very personal thing right in the very depths of our being and Jesus told us that the Holy Spirit would remind us of all that he had said and he said he will bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you that's in John 14 verse 26 so when you're just about to get yourself into trouble a scripture will come up from the very depths of your being and I know that I've shared this with you before, but um, maybe someone um, who's looking hasn't heard it. My daddy had died, and I was very close to my father, and I was very upset about his death. And I was in my home, and I was doing the washing up, and I was feeling very, very depressed. And I had some um, sleeping pills that had been given to me to take care of um, because uh, my mummy wasn't well and I needed to, to look after them. And I thought, I'll take them all. I'll just take them all. And I started to walk out of the kitchen and as I went through the doorway into the dining room to go to get these pills, I had every intention of swallowing the lot. The spirit of God rose up within me with absolute authority. And I didn't even know I knew this scripture. So it's good, you must read your Bible and he said you are not your own you have been bought with a price and i just stopped i just froze but it was a good freeze actually and do you know every desire to commit suicide to destroy myself left and the joy of the lord welled up within me that's the holy spirit inside of you helping you stopping you from doing something that could destroy your life or even end your life and so he will stop us getting into trouble if we will listen the times that I've heard parents say to the children and my own parents said to me if only Hilary if only you would listen to us you would save yourself a lot of trouble and actually the Holy Spirit says to us if only you would listen to me I would keep you out of trouble And I would lead you in the right path. And you see, Jesus is our savior. He has done a complete work on the cross. He's paid the price. And he wants us to lead a victorious life, which he has purchased for us. And the way that we can live in victory and in the joy of the Lord is by learning to discern and obey the promptings of Of the precious wonderful Holy Spirit who lives within us and so often actually we learn through our failures now there's nothing wrong with that as long as we do learn through our failures and we learn to respect the ministry of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us and I hope that today that many of us will begin to realize and recognize those promptings of the Holy Spirit in the very depth of your being. And we want to be so sensitive to him so that even if he should just, um, even mildly uh, as it were, barely mention or suggest something that we should do that we would be thrilled to obey immediately. And um, you see Father knows best In our home, we we had an expression, FKB, father knows best. I remember, I I have no idea why I had this silly argument with my father, Um, but he'd purchased a flat in Eastbourne and we lived in Oxford, and we had this fierce discussion as to whether the cupboard in the hall opened um, outwards into the hall or inwards into the cupboard. And I was absolutely convinced that it opened outwards into the hall. My father said, no, it opens inwards. argued and argued and argued anyway so we came to a peaceful solution we'll check next time we go so of course as soon as we arrived I opened the door and guess what father knows best (laughs) Um, he was absolutely right we have a heavenly father who always always knows best and it's best not to argue with him Um, he's very clever and he knows exactly what's right for our lives And you know, the promptings of the Holy Spirit are very practical. I'm sorry to have so many illustrations, but I've been able to live uh, what I was going to say to you before I've I've come to you today. Um, I I work in a bed and breakfast, and I saw some water on a stone floor. Now, I should have stopped immediately and mopped it up. That's what health and hygiene tell us to do. Those are the rules, that's the sensible thing to do and I really felt, you know, the prompting of the Lord and, and I went to the fridge and I, I rushed back into the kitchen and etc. etc. et cetera, and I, thought, I haven't got time, I haven't got time, I haven't got time. And I continued having this feeling I ought to mop this up. I just don't have time, you know. Anyway, so I go, I've circumvented this river of water several times and um, I circumvent it on a third time and I saw that one of the staff had dropped a strawberry and I thought, ooh, better pick that up someone could slip on it. As I bent down, well I hardly remember what happened, my feet slipped from underneath me, my um, ankle crumpled underneath me, I heard a crunch and I'm a very heavy lady and 12 stone landed on a twisted ankle. And I was in agony. You see, God wanted to save me from that. But he didn't, as it were, step back, oh well, you asked for it, you disobeyed me, just get on with it. Anyway, I shouted for help, nobody came. And I thought, well I'll just call on the name of Jesus because nobody's answering to their names. And I cried out to Jesus and immediately two people come running in and I'm actually rolling in the wet in absolute agony. One of them's a Christian and he was a minister who was staying in the, in the bed and breakfast. And they sat me on a seat and he said, let me pray for you and he laid his hands on my leg and I felt the power of God go into my ankle because I thought I'd never walk again. I thought I'd broken it, I couldn't move it. After he prayed for me, I could move it. The pain went and he said, stand on it. And I thought, don't be silly, of course I can't stand on it. But I was, with aid, I was able to walk to the car and my husband was able to come and fetch me and take me home. You see, God wanted to save me and the Holy Spirit was trying. help me but even though I fell in the mud and I rolled around and I was in agony God was there with his mercy his forgiveness and his healing power so we must learn to respect the promptings of the Holy Spirit within us I'd like you to ask yourself as I've been asking myself am I a joyful Christian could you really call yourself a joyful Christian do I really experience his joy even in bad circumstances. I used to think that, oh, I'll have joy um, when this problem has been solved. I'll have joy when I'm married. I'll have joy when I have more money. I'll have joy when I have a more fulfilling job, etc., etc., etc. But you know, I was never quite happy. And the Bible tells us that a Christian can have joy in the most appalling circumstances because the joy that we experience is the joy of the Lord in the very depth of our being. Jackie Pullinger, an amazing woman of God, when she went to Hong Kong, um, God led her to go to the Old City. That was a no-go area, it was run by the triads. And uh, they used to steal electricity um, from the mains and they would just run these open wires, there were open sewers, there were rats. I mean, it stank, it was a terrible place to be in, it really was. Every time she entered the old city, she had the extraordinary joy of the Holy Spirit bubbling up inside her, and she knew that she knew she had to go and live in the old city. And she said it was the one place on earth she wanted to be. You see, that was the Holy Spirit saying, this is the place where you should be. And so it is possible in that very depth of your being to have the joy of the Lord in awful circumstances. There's a place deep inside you and inside me where no one can enter, not unless we give them permission through our thought life. And even the Lord needs our permission. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I will sup with him and he with me. And so Jesus needs his permission to come in and to be Lord of our whole life. And in the middle of all these storms, Jesus has provided a way for us to be in victory. It says that he has made us more than conquerors and he wants us to live in victory. But we have a choice. We can choose it his way or we can choose it our way and it's so easy oh my 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 isn't it easy to get caught into the everyday practical details material things of life that we lose sight of the kingdom of God that is within us and tonight is a reminder to help us to cause us to come to the place where we make a serious inventory what is going on inside me what is going on inside you not what's going on at home with your spouse with your marriage with your work with your co-workers in your bank account in your ministry but what is really going on inside you what does it take to keep you joyful you see we have a portion a precious portion who is Christ himself when we learn that true joy comes only from him then we will stop trying to get our joy in other things, from other people. And the Psalm 37, 4, this is such a precious scripture to me. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that means that he will put his desires in your heart, but he will fulfill those desires in your heart. Someone gave me um, the Living Bible Translation And it was a key scripture in my life, and totally turned my life around. And it was, seek your happiness in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. I was so desperate to get married to Derek, and he hardly even noticed me. And I was given this scripture, and I stopped, as it were, trying to attract Derek, because I'd been incredibly unsuccessful. And I sought my happiness in the Lord, and God brought me to a place where I was happy to be married and I was happy not to be married. And Then lo and behold, within three months, um, Derek turned around. So you see, Jesus is my portion, he's your portion. Jesus is my exceedingly great reward. Jesus is the true lover of my soul. Jesus is my everything. When we put that pressure on another person to bring us happiness, to keep us happy. It's, it drives them away. But when we put our trust in the Lord, when we seek our happiness in Jesus, then we become attractive to other people. You know, there's a biblical illustration for the Lord being our portion. Um, the Lord said to Aaron, um, to the tribe of Levi, when they were coming into the promised land, you and um, shall not have an inheritance In their land nor shall you have any portion among them and he said these most wonderful words I am your portion and your inheritance we are of the tribe of Levi the I am Almighty God Jesus Christ is our portion we are supposed to be happy in him and with him and content in him and with him And as I'd shared with you, God had to bring me to that point before he could give me my heart's desire, before his power could be demonstrated in my behalf. My heart had to be right with God. It says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro over the whole face of the earth, seeking those whose hearts are faithful towards him so that he may show himself strong in their behalf. And when he caused me to be faithful to him, then he could bring me my heart's desire. Honestly, there is something wrong when um, we're not totally happy with and in God. If everything around us has to be just right in order for us to be happy, then there is something wrong. When I get like that, I think, no, no, I've drifted away from my deep commitment to the Lord. Jesus should be our all in all. We ought to be more than content, more than fulfilled, more than happy with him. What does it take to keep you happy? What does it take to keep you walking in peace? What is going on inside you? You know it's a miserable life when we have to have everything just as we want it, Um, exactly as we think it should be before we can be peaceful or happy. Do you know why this is miserable? Because the devil has control all those things around. He'll set a little fire over here. So we have a fit for him over there. And then he does a little disruption over here. And you know, I'd have a fit over there. And I'm having a fit here and a fit there and a fit everywhere else. And you suddenly realize you're not in control of your life. The Lord isn't, but guess who is? The devil. It was only recently actually. Um, I'd been away and I'd gone back to work and um, I did the morning um, uh, hygiene checks and all was not well. And I was a huff and a puff and I found an eggshell here and a bit here and a bit there. And I was huffing and puffing and puffing and huffing and puffing and how could they do this and they ought to do this and they ought to do that. And suddenly it was like the Lord said to me, "Um, ask me what you're full of right now. And I said, oh Father, what am I full of? And he said, you're full of ingratitude and judgment. And do you know, it dropped off me just like that. I said, I'm so sorry that these three people had to work extra hard because I wasn't there. And these little things are actually not that important. And I began to thank God for these people who'd done their very best whilst I was away. And do you know, everything went smoothly. If he'd allowed me to stay in that grumbling, miserable, critical, judgmental attitude, I know that when I came to do my job and wait on tables, everything would have gone wrong. And I would have opened the door for the devil, because I was having a fit for him in the kitchen but Jesus took hold of my life through the Holy Spirit and calmed me down and led me to repentance so I would say what is going on inside you? You know I just wanted to finish with these words it's a song by Terry McLaughlin and I think I probably read them out last time but bear with me because they are beautiful if we say this to the Lord I want to say it as a prayer my god and king to you alone i sing you're the face i see for all eternity you'd be my dream come true just to be with you how i'd see brand new with new eyes O lord with eyes for only you you are my god and king through the storm i will sing covered by your your wings this song of love i bring you are my dream come true just to be with you how i see brand new oh lord with eyes for only you with eyes for only you lord i have eyes for only you the one thing in my life i desire is eyes for only you. Father in the name of Jesus we ask you to purify us within by the work of your Holy Spirit. Help us to be so aware of the promptings of your wonderful Holy Spirit. Please give us the deepest respect for the Holy Spirit that the instant that he even mildly suggests something we would instantly obey him that we would have ears for your Holy Spirit that we would turn away from the myriad of things that scream out for our attention Father please forgive us for we have majored on the minors and minored on the major that we have put in the first place of our lives the things that are screaming out urgent and we have neglected that which is important the kingdom of God which is within us But Christ is our portion Christ is my all in all Christ is the love of my life and I worship you With all my heart, you are the Lord of my life. Amen.